0: insomnia. She woke up with a start. No idea why. The house was quiet, the kids asleep, no snoring husband at her side. She had installed the blackout curtains as per the NPR podcast that had insisted a good night's sleep demanded total darkness. But here she was, awake. Sound asleep one second and wide awake the next. Cautiously, she let one eye open. Just a crack. No sign of dawn. Though those curtains make it tough to tell. And so she did what every article she had read about sleep told her not to do she glanced at the clock at the bright orange digital numbers glowing unmercifully on the bedside stand. 2.33. Fuck, she muttered right out loud. She did the calculations. Into bed just before 11, light out at 11.15, asleep by around 11.30, and now awake, wide awake, just three hours later. Four hours until the alarm goes off. She sighs, wonders how long she'll be awake this time. An hour? Two hours? Longer? Is she done with sleep for the night? It wouldn't be the first time. Three stinking hours. Is that it? Is she going to have to function all day on three measly hours of sleep? The Possibility sets in motion the long and relentless list of stuff she needs to do come morning. She needs to get the kids up and moving and on the bus, or she'll be driving them to school again, which means she'll be late for work again, pissing off her boss, Michael, who's desperate to get in her pants. But (laughs) that's not going to happen. Unless, of course, it means giving it up or losing her job. She can't afford to lose this job, no way. She loses the job and she could lose the kids. Okay, that's probably an exaggeration. A bit of pre-dawn hyperbole. But still, that prick. I can't believe he up and left. Said, he said I was boring, uptight, a psycho bitch. Well, well just, just, just fuck him. Okay, stay calm, take some deep breaths. All the books say the worst thing you can do is let the ugly negativity come creeping in. She gets up, goes down the hall, pees, finishes, doesn't move, just sits there, head in hands, thinking, wondering if she's been giving the kids too many hot dogs, too much Kraft mac and cheese, too many Cokes, too much ultra-processed crapola. Are they, are, they, are they pre-diabetic and she doesn't even know it yet? She sighs, finally wipes, flushes, goes back to bed, thinks about turning on the light, reading for a while. But she hates the book she's been plowing through for weeks, some jive about a lunatic woman who kills her philandering husband and makes it look like his lover did it. She'd, she'd like to kill him, the asshole. But he is, after all, the father of her children, and yeah, I, I guess I guess I could have given in a bit more, maybe, maybe compromised a bit, you know, given an inch. but but what did he ever give? He never gave anything but shit. Oh, the, there's that noise again coming from the basement, the furnace, something with the damn furnace. She called him about it. He told her to call the heating company. She called. The woman asked if it was an emergency. She said, well, I guess not. I guess it's not an emergency. I mean, you know, it's, it's making heat, but it's also making lots and lots of weird noise. The woman audibly sighed and said someone would be out to have a look at it in a week or two. So so, what? What if the furnace breaks in the middle of the night, a freezing cold night? What if some loony tune breaks into the house? What if the car breaks, doesn't start in the morning? What if, what if, what if some demented loser with an AK forty-seven breaks into the school and shoots up the classroom and kills the kids? What if? What if the ozone's broken and it's just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter until our blood boils and we and we burst? What if? What, what, if, what if Trump gets elected again? What if, what if Patsy gets raped and pregnant and can't get an abortion and she hasn't even graduated from high school yet? What if, what if Putin goes batshit crazy and launches an atom bomb at us? What if, what, if, what if nobody ever makes love to me again? Ever? What if that sweetener in the diet soda I've been drinking for like the last 15 years really does cause cancer? And what if what if I'm not really fit to be a mother? What if the kids wind up hating me? What if I never, ever get a decent night's sleep again? Will I go mad? Will I, will I wind up in an institution, in a padded room, drooling on myself? Good God, does life even have any meaning? She turns on the light, picks up the book, Revenge, reads a few pages, does not retain a word of it. She wants to call him. A very bad idea. Still, she picks up the phone. All the articles say not to leave your phone next to the bed when you retire for the night. Leave the phone downstairs, charging. Leave it be for the next eight hours. Prove to yourself you're not absolutely 100% addicted to the damn thing. She taps on the screen. It lights up in a nanosecond, instant gratification. Sort of. 301. Jesus. There's a text from her sister, sent at 11.34. They'd been texting on and off all evening, complaining about the crappy men in their lives. Husbands, ex-husbands, boyfriends, bosses, husbands of friends who had the audacity to make passes at them practically right in front of their wives. Sis's last text said, I'm taking a woman lover next. Maybe I can find happiness there. She starts to text back, but stops. Doesn't want her sister to know she's awake and on her phone at 3 o'clock in the morning. She plays Wordle. Starts with peace. It takes her four tries. The answer is stomp. She puts down the phone, turns off the light, tries that Buddhist thing she read about where you only allow one good positive thought into your consciousness. It takes her a while to come up with one good, positive thought. Finally, she hits on that time when her dad took her to the beach for the day. Just the two of them. She must have been four or five at the time. Her mom at work, older sisters in school. Dad and her played in the surf, splashing and laughing. They built a huge sandcastle, and her dad told her he was sure She would one day live in a castle of her own. The memory makes her smile, and for a second she feels pretty sure everything will be okay. Everything will work out. Everything will be just dandy. But then, then she remembers what her dad said next. He said she would live in a castle with a prince who would become a king, and she would be his princess and then his queen. She starts to cry. The tears run down her cheeks and on to the pillowcase. She reaches out to dry her tears, and the next thing she knows, the alarm sounds. The sun is up, and her youngest stands at the side of the bed, a wide grin on his eager face. The time has come to live another day.